0: Looking back to our sensations and recalling our dazedness at viewing this monstrous survival from aeons we had thought pre-human, I can only wonder that we preserved the semblance of equilibrium which we did. Of course we knew that something, chronology, scientific theory, or our own consciousness, was woefully awry. Yet we kept enough poise to guide the plane, observe many things quite minutely, and take a careful series of photographs which may yet serve both us and the world in good stead. In my case, ingrained scientific habit may have helped, for above all my bewilderment and sense of menace, there burned a dominant curiosity to fathom more of this age-old secret. To know what sort of beings had built and lived in this incalculably gigantic place, and what relation to the general world of its time or other times
1: so unique a concentration of life could have had, life could have been. life could have been. <laughs>
2: to the six we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip i need food for the kids money for the rent fuck a lockdown baby i can't do that shit and i will never vote cause i'm fucking broke and either way i know the police ain't gonna leave me alone by the physical and rock me. Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding. Do you love to see it? Dude's rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with?
3: Welcome back to the Gain of Fiction Lab. This is Volume 24. Um, I always say that I can't believe we got to number 24, but you know what? I can believe it now. I can believe it. It's been a uh, a fun road. Almost uh, almost a book every two weeks uh, since it started on January 1st of uh, 2023. Almost got there. Uh, didn't quite get there, but that's okay. Brothers Karamazov usually uh, throws you throws you for a loop there, um, but pretty impressive nonetheless but you know who's not impressed and you know who can't believe it it's the damn haters they can't believe it uh they've stooped to new lows they've stooped to new lows quite literally they're trying to summon things from under the ocean to come out and wreck wreck this shit wreck this shit uh, things that i couldn't fathom or ever believe because that's what it takes to stop this program um almost a year old and i think it's fitting to cover uh hp lovecraft uh, we, we were, we were going to work our way to him. No matter what, you cannot do a fiction uh, show without really covering the godfather of horror fiction. I mean, at least as we know it now, very nihilist horror fiction. Um, but our guest today, if you're a longtime Rare Candy listener, you know this guy. Uh, if you read, you can read his work on the Substack. But he was also the very first episode of Gain of Fiction. He was he was on there for Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. So if that didn't go well, we don't get the other 24. So it went well. And that's uh, what started this whole thing. So Aiden McMahon, how's it been going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Been been reading. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. I like that. Um, But you've been writing. And the reason I tapped on you for this was because i noticed there were a lot of like ancient ancient civilization uh settings and uh kind of like cosmicism and things like that because you wrote a really really interesting piece uh for our for our sub stack that i had to read about three or four times you you put a lot of stuff in there but it's great um it's angels aliens demons oh my i want to say is is, is uh, what it's called mm. and that's for free for everybody to read on the sub stack if you haven't ch- uh, checked it out already So without going too far into your thoughts on Lovecraft, knowing what you know, you are the kind of the official ancient civilization correspondent of of Rare Candy. So uh, knowing what you know, how weird was it to see kind of like a mythos built around it in like horror fiction? Oh, it was weird. I was
2: not expecting the ancient civilization stuff at all. I was expecting just like crazy huge monsters and weird stuff in the night and like underwater like i but not at all expecting like the the hyperborea name drops and the ancient civilization stuff like that took me by surprise but was super cool to read about and hear like a like an atheistic completely atheistic and non-spiritual take on the whole thing from a time period that was just there was so much of that going around and all the writings and all the science, like everyone was thinking about it. So it's, it was interesting to see an atheistic take on the ancient civilization thing.
3: Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause I, I actually enjoy his atheism a lot. I think it, I think it adds just this, like it adds this dread to it, you know, cause if you and I are encountering, if I encounter Cthulhu, I'm just like, all right, see you later. That's it. That's it for me. You know what I mean? Like, but we'll go on to the next one. You know, like we're on to the next thing. Whatever's happening. H.P. Lovecraft's like, nah. H.P. Lovecraft, when he encounters Cthulhu, is like, actually, I'm just an ant. And my life is reduced to that of an ant. And I realize how little humans matter in the world and how there is nothing after this. And we're all just, there's just so much beyond us. That there's that my life is then just just nothing. We're we're barely sentient. So that I found to be good because it works. I mean these are rather scary. I think like uh, I I was kind of expected to read H.P. Lovecraft and for one like you know you hear all the you know the rumors about him. Oh what, what he was and what he believed in and uh, how uh, bad of a person that he was. But I kind of expected it to be like appreciating it more than actually enjoying it and just being like oh you know it's like if you hear like the first ever like rap song like sugar hill, Ga- hill gang era like you don't actually like that shit like you're just kind of like oh that's cool that that's where rap started from kind of but no this stuff actually stands alone on its own uh today we're covering uh at the mountains of madness uh which is his kind of novella i believe probably the longest thing that he wrote. Somebody could fact check me on that, but probably the longest thing that he wrote, but otherwise he was kind of Edgar Allan Poe style where he wrote a lot of really short stories and we'll be covering the call of Cthulhu, which I think everybody knows him most for because of all the mythos that is around Cthulhu does not stop with Cthulhu. Cthulhu is not the, the most powerful thing in the mythos. Uh, and we'll get to that, but, um, call of Cthulhu is what everybody seems to borrow from, um, and all that. So, uh, Real fast, I gotta ask Sai because this is funny. I interesting. You've never read anything like this, have you? No. Uh, yeah, this um, is not like this was never on your radar. You're not like a horror fiction guy. Nothing like this, huh?
1: No, it's actually pretty embarrassing. Well, I, first of all, I listened to it. Which, no, that, it's um, tight which I though. Uh, no, I know the the
3: list, people are do a really good job uh, with yeah. these. Like they, they there's a really cool audio portion well, I, of this. I
1: haven't. I, well, I, first of all, I downloaded loaded uh, the Libby app which is hilariously named app, which if you're a gain of fiction fan, I highly recommend actually my girlfriend's uncle, really cool dude told me about it. Not that he doesn't know that I do this or whatever. But he's like, yeah, you just download it and you can, you just attach it to your library account, whatever that is all over the world. And then you can just, oh. you can just download, you know how like the native library apps suck and, you know, and uh-huh. you, you can never get the thing. This kind of consolidates that it's tight. It's really, it's like better than audible. But anyway, I got like just listen to this dude's of our
0: wanderings inside that cavernous eon dead honeycomb of <laughs> this dude's history. a pimp dude this uh That's
1: good. uh william roberts dude shout out william roberts uh um yeah so he, he did both of them, but i knew i I always heard like h p lovecraft, but I knew nothing about him, yeah, and all I knew and my mo- my mom was like god love her she has some she's some she some good recommendations, some bad, and she's like you should watch the the Jordan uh, Peele... Oh, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. H- and so that's... I watched, like, one episode. I, was, I was like, oh, this it's, is dog it's, shit. It, it's hot so, shit. So I yeah, thought H.P. Lovecraft terrible. was, like, some dumb... I was like... But then yeah. I, I was like, I should have known that it was just Jordan Peel just being, like, just butchering it, basically. <laughs> so no, I was that's excited. based off a novel. Did you know that's actually... I didn't know
3: this. That's actually based no. off a novel. I don't know. Somebody about wrote it. about... No, that's that's the thing. Is like, it's this Russian <laughs> nesting doll thing that H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft, where, like, you can... It's kind yeah. of like Alfred Hitchcock where you can watch like uh, Brian De Palma movies and think that's where all yeah. that stuff started. But you can also get a lot of Alfred Hitchcock without ever actually watching him. And then once you actually watch him, it's like, wow, that's actually really cool. Um, and so it's it's similar with Lovecraft where it's like you can watch Guillermo del Toro movies. You can yeah. watch uh, um, Rick and Morty. I mean, every all of this stuff is like heavily Lovecraftian. Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger <laughs> I mean, anything that yeah. has a crazy like tentacled like... 50 eyed like monster or something kind yeah. of crustacean style monster is going to be he's the guy that did that I think I think it was uh, Al- Lord Alfred Tennyson was the first guy to actually do like the Kraken I think that was him uh, the 18 18- in 1830 yeah. but other than that it's like it's, it's Lovecraft yeah, yeah exactly Um. so but anyways go on you were saying uh, dude you're uh, <laughs> it's funny your mom said that My my I tried <laughs> watching that with my wife it was so bad uh,
1: yeah i mean i mean i don't know i'm just not the biggest jordan peele fan you know i think it's pretty you know derivative and rote but uh i, I don't know uh but uh uh yeah i i i was impressed i i liked it a lot i liked both these stories i um i, I really liked mountains of madness the most oh interesting mm-hmm. yeah uh just for me i'll get into maybe why but that being said the um and i did like uh I did, like, Call of, uh, but it, in particular, the part, the, um, the demon spawn child that's grown to, like, six foot eight at 13 years old going to the, like, going to the library to try and get the, the like, the spell book. That was, like, one of the, that was my favorite thing I've read all year. Ne- just, necronomicon, just that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that segment. And he's like, oh, I'll just go to fucking Harvard and get it. You know, they'll get yeah. to <laughs> Harvard, you know?
3: <laughs> no, it's- they, I love oh, that. It's part. And it's yeah. so eclectic. Um, yeah. Like I don't think anyone will confuse him with like this amazing literary guy. I think he's much more of a of a vibe curator more so than anything. Um, but I think one thing we have to address before we start is uh, the problems with H. P. Lovecraft, uh, his his standing in the, in the public. Um, he's he, he, he's he's a little bit of the R word, guys. He's a little bit of the R word. Reddit. Um, he is extremely Reddit. He is red. I think Reddit started with H. P. Lovecraft. Like truly, the redditor. It is quite amazing. He. So if you don't know anything about him, whatever guy you picture writing these stories, it's probably It's you probably pictured it right. He was a complete recluse. Um, was born to a dad who, by age three, by age when H. P. was age three, he was had a full on syphilitic mental breakdown and like went mad in a hospital and then died um and then his mom uh always said called him ugly his whole childhood and, uh, and wanted him to be a, like a little girl and like dressed him up in like girls clothes and stuff like that so it's all the the makings of of a guy like this uh and he would always communicate with like in letters they'd say some of his letters would be 70 pages long that he would send to people I'm not repeating Um, all that. Happy for you. Not not (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 No, he was. He was. Yeah, he was crazy. He, you know, he was. He, uh, all he tried to live most of his life in Providence, Rhode Island, P-town. He was just trying to. He was trying to stay there. I mean, think about Rhode Island. Two famous people: Peter Griffin, H.P. Lovecraft. Think about Rhode Island. I'm trying to think of any other big Rhode Island people not not coming to mind but he is uh he he from an early age Yeah, he, he was the, his mom uh after of course his dad went insane his mom took him to live with his grandpa who was like this really rich like i guess he spoke in those like fake british accents that people in like new england did ba- basically until like the 60s probably like, where they're like oh do come to my library my dear like the like you know those, like new england people so he was he had a library of like full like original language greek mythology roman mythology and all that stuff and hb lovecraft was reading it like at an early age in its native tongue and stuff so that's you know you can see where all the world you know the worlds that he created they kind of come from come from that mixed with like hardcore materialism and nihilism and um so yeah so that, that's just a little bit of a background now i will say to our listeners if you want more on hp lovecraft nobody has covered him better i trust me i've been scouring the internet for it nobody has covered him better than uh in audio form uh than brad kelly and kevin kautzman at art of darkness they have a three hour uh hp lovecraft thing which is fantastic uh they have like this expert guy that came on uh ben thomas and they just they they went through all of his life so we're not going to go through all of his life in fact i'd like to project stuff onto him that's what i like to do uh on gain of fiction i like to make them ours make them our guy so we're going to try our best to to make him uh, our guy but he is a redditor that's just all i'm saying he's a redditor all his stories are like very reddit but like when you're reddit before reddit that's it so I, that's 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 where he stands here Um, let's get into uh, since, since I, I'm actually shocked to hear you say this that you like *At the Mountain Madness* uh, more. Mm-hmm. So this one is later in his career. He died at age 45, and this is a later one. Uh, it was published in the 30s, and mm-hmm. actually, it like really wasn't published. He he was writing for a magazine and submitting short stories to a place called *Weird Tales*. Which is just like, you know, a, a magazine at the time. He didn't really have very many outlets for this type of fiction. And, uh, but this one was turned down at the Mountains of Madness a lot, uh, just turned down and kind of, he used to be a guy, he wasn't a very persistent guy. He was one, he was, lacked a lot of confidence. So whenever he would get sh- turned down once, he'd be like, well, all right. <laughs> and then, like that's you know, otherwise you, you hear so many stories of everybody else. Like, and on the fifty-fifth submission yeah. to you know that was like when Harry Potter or something. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. And you don't, um, you know, I when I read it, like I like it. I think it's great. I think it's just. I think he's so much better in shorter form. Like when he doesn't have the opportunity to just like fully Spurg on like coordinates and and uh equipment and stuff but that's okay i I still think it was it was quite enjoyable so to sum up the plot a little bit uh i don't want to go all the way into it is that uh you know you'll read these stories and his imagery i think sometimes is intentionally tough to like actually like visualize i think it's like man like what what is that that he's talking about right now? Like you, you can get into uh, these parts, but you also can look up like deviant art of like all his stuff. And it's all different. Everybody's drawings are all completely different. Uh, some of the stuff has wings. Some of the stuff doesn't, some of the stuff is just like a gaseous entity. And then some of it is just a blob. And it's um, so it's, it's really cool to see these things, but this is about a guy, uh, professor Dyer um, who is, going to he's he's doing a recollection of a trip that he went on that he told the wrong story of because he was scared to tell the truth at the beginning of what happened at these mountains of madness in Antarctica which is why I actually reached out to Aiden I was like oh Antarctica that's cool fiction that takes place in Antarctica and uh, the trip went all bad but he claims that the original story that he just told the the you know the press and and whoever and who, who the people who were sponsoring the trip that Oh, yeah, like I didn't go to this one part of the trip, but all these guys got absolutely demolished by like just a cataclysmic storm. Mm -hmm. It was all bad. They were on to something, but it was just it it went all bad. But he realizes that like, actually, no, because as technology progresses. This is going to be shitty when people try to go back when they have better weather technology to go back. They're not going to realize what's actually wrong with this continent more people are going to die and they might even release something into the world that should not that should not be and uh so him and his buddy danforth poor, poor danforth shout out poor to danforth. Danforth. yeah. <laughs> man poor guy um danforth really gets it bad I, I feel like the people that died had it better than danforth honestly um i think lovecraft kind of hammers that point home that when you die in a lovecraft story that he's letting you off easy and uh So they go to try to find this, this camp because they're getting these messages of this guy's like, yo, I found this crazy shit in Antarctica, like this crazy, huge entity. Like, or I I mean, he thinks it's just like a prehistoric, like dinosaur kind of thing, but it's like, they brought it into the, the tent and slicing it open. And it's like, I I, got to dissect this a little more. Well, it never, they never survived the night. Uh, the it's assumed that these monsters, uh, uh, got up and 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 the boys got active and uh it, they they so then they they follow it cuz it's the, the whole point of like lovecraft stories is like you shouldn't go there but we're going to go there and I don't know why I'm going there this feels wrong but I got to do it like you're being drawn to it it's this uh there's it's a lot of dream logic uh that's that's happening in here so they go to this this castle or I don't even know what to call it, a labyrinth, I guess. This big labyrinth in these mountains that are just gigantic, way bigger than Everest, things that shouldn't exist, things that we never knew could, could ever be possible, but also from an ancient time that we cannot exactly pin down. And it all unfolds there, and they see things that are just absolutely insane. And poor Danforth uh, still holds on to a detail that he'll never share. Uh, with anybody so um aiden y- your thoughts on this story and uh we'll, we'll take it piece by piece but just overall just this story in general i actually i gotta agree with
2: side this one i preferred this one it was yeah. i well and i you were talking about like the autistic listing of like instruments and all that stuff it was it okay. reminded me of like a jules verne novel which I love yes. reading like the like the center of the earth and stuff like that it 20, reminded thousand me leagues of that. Under the sea mm-hmm. yeah. reminded yeah. me of that kind of writing with you know the madness and all that stuff attached but i i love i i really preferred that one truth be told it, okay yeah, yeah, so it it, it really mm-hmm.
1: brought me to my i i had like a really imaginative childhood as i'm sure most kids did but i, I think i had a really overactive imagination i would just go these crazy fantasies of those those missions i would just do like mission impossible shit in my head in my backyard yeah. all day long and um and like this one's for the fellas dude this is just straight boys oh, yeah, dude, yeah. Getting down do you imagine like, a going?
3: woman picking up this story and reading it nope.
1: well actually well also <laughs> well uh this is also, the last game of fiction, I wasn't ready to leave Antarctica, so I'm glad the second we did two Antarcticas yeah. in a row, two in a row. You know, Dude, can you imagine? Mike,
3: can you imagine Michael Crichton, uh, State of Fear combined with Lovecraft? It would work better yeah. with Cthulhu, I think um like just like you just take a cthulhu down with some DDTs. no no what just... i'm saying is is the fake the <laughs> fake the the uh yeah that but then you have the no the guys doing the false flags and they're like we're just gonna cause an earthquake man and get climate change and all of a sudden a fucking monster <laughs> yeah. shows up like yeah. that would be sick actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be, no this this story is absolutely for the fellas um it's about like i think 88 pages at least my copy was but it's uh it takes a while like it, it takes a while it's it's it's, uh, it's, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot happening. Um, it's like a journal,
1: like a journal entry, you know? It's totally. Kinda, yeah. It's a warning.
3: It's, it's just, I, a lot of his stories are not plot. Like I I'm struggling to think of the other names in the story because it, it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. the, the char- there's not, there's no character arcs. There's none of these things. I mean, they're, the arc is just, they go more insane throughout. Who's the, the guy Lake, the,
1: or whatever. The guy that Lake is the,
3: the yeah. Lake is the dude that, at first, he gives Dyer some FOMO where he's like, oh, fuck, I knew I should have gone on the damn plane over there, dude. Like, yeah. like I should have yeah. taken the, the freight because, uh, like, first off, the, the, the plane would terrify me. I'm not f- fear of flying, but like, can you imagine in the 30s flying to Antarctica? <laughs>
1: Yeah. And all this like, yo, yup, I'm pretty sure this is higher than Mount Everest. Just saying, let's take a plane up there. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> what are you guys That's doing the dream here? logic. I think that's yeah. that because uh, Lovecraft, when you he's a he's very much all this
3: stuff is from his dreams. Like uh, he used to do the Salvador Dali method where you fall asleep with a spoon in your hand yeah. and then you drop the spoon and you like you. It wakes you up a little bit when it pings off of something and then you yeah. immediately start writing or drawing what was happening. Uh, in there so like that's where he gets this and like you know his monsters they come from in my opinion like obviously his fear of humans being not fear but his suspicion of humans being just insignificant on the world but also he was a anti-seafood guy so he just which is crazy when you grow up in Providence like the probably probably there's never been fresher seafood ever than when he was growing up in Providence like that's in like pre- being a vegan Fukushima. in Argentina or something, you know. Yeah. It just
1: doesn't yeah, you, happen. To, yeah, yeah.
3: You don't have these like <laughs> Fukushima events that are like happening in the water. Like the, the fish is so good. Like I bet, and he's just like, nah, not having any of it. Um. So like that's where you get like that Like I think Pirates of the Caribbean has some Lovecraftian thing with the guy with the little uh 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 weird squid head and stuff. But okay. the yeah, with at the Mountains of Madness, he i love the uh i love the transmissions back and forth of like it's they're boring um like horizontal drilling into antarctica to find like just you know what what's underneath there it seems like a very banal mission i can barely even remember why they're actually there it's just kind of like oh we're just getting some ice samples and trying to figure out you know the ice age and quantify like basically do like a chronological sequencing of like what actually happened why Antarctica is frozen and stuff and um, this guy Lake is is drilling into there and finds this huge cavern and it's full of like um, I found it really unsettling when the dogs the dogs just couldn't shut up and they couldn't leave the dogs in there and stuff and the dogs were going to start like yapping and like biting at it and the, and the dogs just wouldn't stop you gotta listen to the dogs the dogs know you got to listen to especially when you're dealing with like some, but they don't think they think they're, they think they discovered new dinosaurs. That's like what they think happened is like these dinosaur fossils. But like, you know, the way it is describing it with these like membranous wings and, and uh, weird eyes everywhere. And he's just in this cavern and it does feel very like Rod Serling, like walking through a gallery, like explaining things to you rather than an actual traditional linear story. Um, it's, it, it's, so it's, it, it is something you'll have to adjust to if you're looking for just like a kind of Stephen King style. I mean, there's definitely stuff that Stephen King was inspired by with Lovecraft, but there's, if you're looking for that typical like literary novel, it's it's not going to come here. This is just like an absolute Spurg fest. I think he got the coordinates right for where they were. I think he's actually, those were actually like real coordinates in part because I, I think McMurdo is actually a part of Antarctica, right?
1: Mm-hmm
3: it is okay yeah it's like so yeah he had like everything right i guess if you type those in it does check out and stuff so like just crazy attention to detail for a guy just that never uh wanted to leave his like porch in rhode island you know to to know all of these things um but yeah the the as you realize it's when, when um when dyer gets to the camp after he stops getting messages And uh, after the uh, kind of Ridley Scott alien incident is happening where the guy's trying to uh, Lake is trying to dissect these aliens and report back to camp what's happening and he never gets that next report. So Dyer has to go out there and just seeing like that. They were ritually buried. The monsters were ritually buried. That part's pretty scary to me too. With all the three dots everywhere. Mm -hmm. Dude, I couldn't imagine a more fucked up ass (laughs) place to be like than that. I just, I'd be like, let's call it boys like let's, let's let's call it let's let's just you know because they, they i guess they had some forms of photography i remember they were saying they were taking pictures and things like that i would just take the pictures and dip but that's that okay. dream world that dream world logic where you you know every time you when you wake up from that nightmare you're like why didn't i just wake up like 20 minutes 20 dream minutes prior yeah. and i wouldn't have had that nasty ass nightmare and you're like well because you because you wanted to, you know, and he, yeah. he kind of thought that the the nightmare world was real life. And he thought yeah. that this was sleep, like his just day to day thing was just like kind of like the, uh oh, you know, just going out through the day. Wait until my next nightmare, you know, wait until my next uh or, or dream or, or whatever um, he create He has other short stories that are all take place in his own dream mythos that he created and stuff. I mean, the yeah. dude, the dude definitely was prolific in imagining shit. Um, so what am I missing as far as, uh, at the mouth of mad at the mountains of madness? Um, yeah. So, uh, realizing that that's not going to be the, the, the best place to go. They, they get in the plane, uh, and decide like, well, one of the guys escaped. And I believe they noticed all the dogs were killed, but I think there was one dog and one guy that escaped and they're, they, they owe it to him to try to find him um so they fly over and then that's where you see the uh mm-hmm. <laughs> the non-euclidean uh is, is very big here the 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 anti uh geometry uh um the the geometry that doesn't make sense uh really shows up in a lot of the lovecraft stories but the uh gigantic labyrinth uh that is like partially covered in ice and then just has all sorts of engravings and it kind of reminded me of some of those like Graham Hancock things where they're like, how did they cut this rock back then? Like, how did they, how did they do that? Like I did picture like a Graham Hancock situation, but in much more dire uh, circumstances, Mm -hmm. but that's when, that's when the story really, really like uh, to me, like takes off is when you're just like, Oh man, like what's going to happen here?
1: You know, HP was Hancock pilled, even though he came way before him, he was, he was pilled by Graham Hancock. You know, or vice versa, more accurately. But yeah, you know, it's like I was that was that's one another one of the reasons why I really liked this one. It was just straight ancient sieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all day. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and it was
2: like something was in the water in those days, like kind of going yeah. off an idea that's from Call of Cthulhu, where there's like stuff in the subconscious that the collective unconscious that peaks through with different people. Like there was the mm-hmm. whole Theosophy movement, which was like all ancient sieves going on at the time, but from the whole view of we need to figure this out and we can get to the bottom of it. And this old time was a better time, but he yeah. just kind of flips it on its head. And it's like, no, it, the more you look into it, the crazier you get. The old time yeah. was actually horrific. And these creatures are, you know, coming out for us. It's,
3: it was, it's wild. Yeah. 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 And there, there, there was uh there's a lot of, and I don't know enough about uh Crowley to, to, uh to, make the connection but a lot of people point to like crowley and uh what is it fell Thel- uh the thelemites uh thelema yeah, thelema yeah. yeah and uh th- um and this guy kenneth grant i believe a lot of that stuff they said that lovecraft was like whether intentionally or unintentionally like hitting on a lot of that stuff a lot of this like tree of life stuff that that crowley was into and all that like uh that he was that he was hitting on a lot of that stuff without really like seeming to ever have any like recollection of him ever seeking that information out. You know, like which is kind of interesting. Uh and I've watched a few like YouTube videos of like occult, like occultist like YouTube channel, people going like, yeah, I don't understand how HP was like hitting these these like talking points without knowing any of them. Cause like, yeah. again, like this is a guy that shared so much in his letters, 70 page letters and stuff, and really like emptied out his mind into them. But you didn't hear about any of this, you know, weird, like Kabbalistic stuff that he was, he was doing. Um, and you just tend to think like some people, their dream state, there's gotta be like some untapped well of information that they can only get to in their dream state. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I have that. Or if I do, I haven't been able to find it yet. Um, but do, have you guys heard anything like that or had experiences like that where you've, you've tapped in and found information in your dreams that you never thought you would ever know? You just listened to a preview of one of our premium episodes. And to get access to the full thing, you've got to be a paid subscriber to the Rare Candy Substack. That's rarecandy.substack.com only five dollars a month or 55 for the whole year you get one month free if you do the whole year you get access to premium rare candy episodes my podcast the glen word and whatever the hell else we want to charge people for uh, again that's rarecandy.substack.com thanks again